0: Do you find me fuckable in my tight leather pants? If you find me touchable, extend your hand for a grab welcome to hard talks with chris and friends where topics that are hard or will make you hard are talked about
1: where things get real and unfiltered here is your host christopher velasquez hello you guys welcome back to a new episode so one of the world's oldest occupation is sex work and it's something that down to this day or maybe a couple years ago we would still look down at and, and it's been very in the shadows and people don't want to talk about it people don't even want to act like it exists and obviously there's a whole bunch of backlash but in the last couple of years maybe one or two or maybe three i mean for sure this year it blew up like hella crazy i mean now when we think about like sex work we don't kind of think about it in the way that we used to think about it before you know people house calls or or the seedy little places but we think about it more in the way of pornography or selling of pictures i mean if you think about it there's only fans there is fans only There is Snapchat premiums. There's all these ways where people are starting to put their sex videos, just hot pictures, all of it. And I'm going to just fess up. I've been a victim (laughs) of a couple subscriptions, maybe one or two. And today I wanted to kind of talk about that with a good friend of mine who I've followed for many years on Instagram and we've talked. My good friend, John Dara. Hi, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me here
1: today. How's how how's your quarantine been so far?
0: Um, you know, I wish I could say it was like a great long-ass summer like everybody else, but I've been working throughout the whole quarantine, so um, I haven't really got to enjoy a lot of um, the loneliness that everybody else is suffering from. But um, besides that, it's, it's a great. You kind of had a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, you know, I... I'm I'm a little envious. Like even though people weren't really making money and just like staying at home, I was I was working. I'm like the you know that that SpongeBob meme of Squidward looking
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, at Patrick and um,
1: SpongeBob running. You're like you're like uh, um, through the window. Just take a break. No, yeah, I I get you so much. Um, I just started working again, so I'm the same way. Like I now I still see people like chilling and doing stuff and i'm like i'm going to work every day and it, it just it sucks um so like i said i've known you for
0: yeah because i know I've, i made um uh we made an attempt to actually like hang out one time when i was visiting one time oh yeah i'm so sorry about that by the way because we like i it was a really if you want to get the 401 and secrets of why i was actually in l at that time i was actually auditioning for a tv show and um i went through the preliminary rounds with them and i went for like um two or three times and then that last time was when um you hit me up and said hey let's hang out and go hiking I was like yeah I'm so down and then um that day not only that yeah only that
1: but you were filming something else that we'll we'll talk about a little bit later oh yeah (laughs) but and you were filming Um, with someone I told you I have felt for the trap of subscribing to some people and the person you (laughs) and we'll talk about that a little bit later but the person that you that you were that you were hanging out with um, is the person that has trapped me <laughs> a couple of times. I'm like, mm. but why don't, before we get all into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about you? So we get to know you before we start talking about anything else.
0: Dude, where do I start? Um, it all started in 1974. No, <laughs> um, no, I mean, so, um, uh, I'm 23. I, I was born in Long Beach, California, but I was raised my whole life in Seattle. Um, Seattle is basically all I've ever known so I can't really claim California at all but um, growing up I've my parents were divorced so I've I went back and forth a couple times I've lived in 23 different homes and I've been to 14 different schools growing up so I've had trouble like adjusting and all that stuff but then I finally turned 18 and I moved to Vegas and then I felt like I've gotten a good amount of security there or here and um, so far I've just been making best money moves that I can
1: <laughs> when did you realize you weren't like the rest of the boys
0: so the funny thing is that you know I uh back in high school I was straight quotation marks for people just listening I was straight I I was kind of the 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 player at school <laughs> And um, I don't know. I think I, I just got the sense of knowing, like I've always known, you know, I have always, I was still always that little boy who had to sneak in the bathroom and watch some extracurricular fun between two men to get off. And um, I think just when I got out of high school uh, and I felt like I can finally start to view myself a little bit more uh, was when I was actually more open to um, taking an adventurous loop into that side of my life. So... I didn't officially come out to my friends and family until I was 20.
1: Oh wow. So so you came out kind of late.
0: And um yeah, I was a late bloomer. So um I mean, now now that I'm living in a, a more happier life and I'm like I feel more comfortable with myself. I I was able to actually let all of my family know. Um, If I was still friends with anybody back home in Seattle, I would definitely let them know. But right now, a lot of people from high school still probably think I'm a straight guy who's just breaking girls' hearts. Oh,
1: So yeah, I mean, it's a journey. I think everybody when we ever we talk about coming out everybody has a different journey
0: yeah i mean everybody definitely it affects everybody differently and i, I feel like it, that's guy i've definitely had my trust issues with people and i've definitely had um, moments where i've been scared to just be myself in front of people and i still i'm still scared of pda like holding hands with people wow okay it's it's definitely like it's it's still something that even i as a gay man am trying to be more accustomed to but i'm definitely still i mean Obviously I'm open in certain lights. It <laughs> yeah. is, it's definitely a journey of still like um having that confidence.
1: Yeah, that that, that is interesting because it happens to a, a lot of people. Um, I know a lot of people who are comfortable in who they are, but when it comes down to, you know, PDA and showing any like level of affection towards a partner or or anything like that in public, it it's always like a, a scary thing. I mean, luckily I, I guess I live in LA where it you know it's more common to see two guys holding hands or to see guys making out or all of that um and I just grew up in that kind of atmosphere it's never been like I'm the first one to be like holding someone's hand or like I'll hug someone like I'll hug whoever I'm going out with and like grab their ass in like public um I come from like a family who is very affectionate like we love to hug each other oh
0: yeah my family was the exact opposite (laughs)
1: okay yeah and I think that has to do maybe a lot with it too
0: I mean like with my with my family, like I know that we all love each other a lot, but to have to saying it, we never really um went around doing that like i 've never really heard my sister say it to me that much or heard my dad say it to me at all, but I know that he, I know that they did uh, my mom, yeah, she said it a lot uh, it's funny because since I grew up in Seattle, you would think that I um am very comfortable with like being affectionate towards people and have that pDA type of mentality. But I've just never really been the type of person to want to be in the spotlight that much and draw too much attention. And I think that's where my um standoff is from showing too much love comes from.
1: So, you know, growing up, what was your dream? I know that singing is something that that you that you pursue. Uh
0: yeah. I mean I, I feel like I fell in love with music all my life. And um fortunately when I moved to Vegas I was able to um perform at a few different venues and catch a few shows. Um, I got to have a crowd listen to me play music and everything. So that was a dream already enough for me. Uh, I write music as well, and I'm starting to um, get more into my writing and I'm gonna meet with a producer to kind of produce some more music and try to get some things out. So hopefully, People will start to hear my music. I guess to
1: get to the kind of the meat <laughs> to the meat of this conversation, how did you get into sex work? Funny story. I guess before <laughs> before you answer that, what type of sex work do you do? Because I think like I said in the beginning, um there's a lot of different types. Um, but which ones do you do?
0: Um yeah, there are um a lot of different types of sex work. You know, you just have escorting. You have being a content creator and OnlyFans, Just for Fans, uh, the other stuff. Then you have actual porn actors. Um, Right now, I just do um, OnlyFans. And um, I actually did a few um, porn uh, studio shoots. And I'm actually getting, um, um, I'm in talks with a few more um, studios to do a little bit more studio shoots. So I'll probably be doing just those two. I don't know. I have a lot of friends who do escorting who says it's fun. So maybe I'll try that out. But. Right now, it's just only fans and some studio shoots. I don't know how far I'm going to pursue studios that much though but we'll so
1: um i guess not to not to that question um how did you get into only
0: interesting really i was broke <laughs> um no um i i've always kind of been i i went through a phase in my life where i wasn't really comfortable with who i was emotionally physically and all that stuff and then i just something snapped in me where i felt like i was even more confident so i that's when i started just being kind of like um and instagram and snapchat thotty and just posting pictures all provocatively and stuff like that and it built my confidence of being able to show people who i was um i i don't think it was the attention for people that i liked it was in my head knowing that i had the confidence to be able to do it one thing led to another i think i started by selling videos on on um snapchat and that went for a while and then um i, I went through some heart um hardship in my my life i actually so in order and this is all in a span of a week i um I lost my partner at the time. Uh, we broke up. And then um, I lost my job, which led me to getting um, evicted from my place, which then led me. To, um, and after that, I got in a car accident. Um, and then um, after that, I got arrested for a DOI. Um, and those all kind of went together because I, I, I went through this this hard point in my life where I wasn't happy. After um, all that things kind of just went together. And then um, I uh, I needed to make some cash easily so then i just said fuck it get only fans going and then um i didn't think it would be received um, as well as it did when i started and it was going good for me so i said hey why not keep going so then i i started posting more and then some studios hit me up because they thought it was intriguing and then i worked with them so i guess that was my starting to everything
1: um yeah it's it's crazy how how our situations kind of push us to do certain things or or not push us, but you know, lead us. And I think we're again, we're talking about how you know, um, our paths are headed up towards a, a certain way, and it just seemed like everything was just happening that got you to that point.
0: And I mean, uh, I also want to point to like, I don't want people listening to think that um, doing sex work is like a last resort type of thing. You know, it's definitely not. And, like, if you're not comfortable doing it, don't do it. For me, I was just already comfortable with my body. And I was already comfortable being naked in front of people. And, like, so I just thought, you know, why not get into it? Because I can make some money off of it.
1: Yeah, you're right. Because, I mean, you know, I post sexy pictures um, all the time. I I just did an episode. And we have talked about how, you know, we post up very sexual or that they're, like, very, like, they show a lot of skin and they 're not they 're like borderline productive, productive, productive
0: provocative that works
1: um, <laughs> we you know we we post a lot of those things up uh, um and we feel comfortable with that sometimes and i've i've felt the same way i 've kind of been like because i mean some people are really nasty and um in my DMs and I'm not like, I'm not showing you full nothing. Right. And they come at me and they're like very like aggressive and very demanding of more. And I've, I've like so considered it. And I said it in that episode, I've so considered it being like, I'm just going to make one. And, and I'm just going to put stuff up there. <laughs> and if you are in my DMs and you're asking to see those things, well, I'm going to put it behind a paywall because I already feel yeah. comfortable doing it, <laughs> doing it and being productive, productive, I can't say that word, and being sexy on my Instagram. Um, I wouldn't mind doing it on, on behind a paywall and showing even more, you know? Um, so it is, I don't think it's a last result result. For sure. It's something that you should, you need to know and be a hundred percent sure that that's what you yeah. want to get into because it's not for everybody. It's a job in the yeah. end of the day.
0: I, I've definitely had to talk to a lot of people who've like consulted me and they're like, um, should I get into OnlyFans? Should I start doing porn? Should I, be all, should I do all this and that? And like, my, my, the first thing I always say is if you want to get into it, you have to be sure that you're comfortable with the world seeing you and the re- repercussions of what's going to happen afterwards. Because now that I've gone into sex work, I know there's certain things that I can't do with my life anymore. And I know that um, there's people who are going to see me in a different light who um, probably would have thought of me as somebody else. And those are just some things that you have to understand when you get into this line of work. Um, Sex work is definitely work. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like you, you definitely have to keep up with um, what you're doing. You definitely have to keep making, because you're kind of like a business and you're trying to um, promote to your consumers. And you definitely have to keep yourself active with um, your work to actually um, make it a, b- a good business.
1: Yeah. And I think that uh, that's super in- you know, interesting that you say that. Cause I've gotten, since I started this podcast, I've I've gotten a lot of messages of people who are like, Oh, I want to start my own podcast. I want to, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. Give me any tips. And like my first tip is to kind of tell them like, just so you know, this is a, like a full-time job that you'll never get a break from. And I, I'm like, I'm here, like on my Instagram promoting, I'm on the second Instagram promoting, I'm like, uh, scheduling people, Um, I you know, I do an outline for every, you know, every conversation I have. So it's, it's a lot of work, which, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, sex work is and sex work and podcasts and like even acting, singing and all of that kind of goes into the entertainment business and everybody wants to be in the entertainment business but they don't understand the behind the scenes that goes into it and how much you have to really put a lot of effort into like having a lot of dedication towards it.
1: So I guess back to what, what I was saying, the, the person you were filming with was, um, Refugio. Um, you were filming with Refugio. What's, who's some
0: other people that you filmed you filmed with, you have filmed with? Shoot. There's been a couple. I filmed with uh, Micah Martinez, he's a good friend of mine now here in Vegas, as well as August Alexander. I filmed with Luca Damore, Max Connors. Who I've, I filmed with Cage Jock, Alex Hawk, uh, Brian Bonds, Mason Meir, or Mason Lear. Sorry, Mason. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm forgetting some names, but I, I feel bad if I do. Oh, um, Anthony Stevens. I mean, those are just the porn actors that I filmed with. I mean, other there's been other people you're like you're
1: like i i filmed i filmed a lot
0: <laughs> yeah
1: how was it um filming i guess and this is gonna be i guess this is just because i'm obsessed with him <laughs> i think he's so so gorgeous how was it was filming with him
0: so uh, he was actually the first um big known person that i filmed with uh, when i filmed with him i was just getting into filming Mm-hmm. So he was actually one of the first few people that I filmed with. Um, and it was nerve-wracking only because, like, I, I didn't know what I was going to expect, especially when you never meet somebody. It's always, like, that first date jitters, except it's that first fuck jitters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, we we, we, ended, we somehow started messaging on Instagram. Um, from there, we, I told him that I was in the line of work, and I was like, maybe we can film together someday. He said, yeah sure um and i happen to have been going to vegas i mean not vegas um la around that time and then um we picked the date and then we we humped (laughs) we humped
1: was it i I remember seeing the video i'm I'm not even gonna like play like no i didn't see the video no i saw the video (laughs) the whole thing yeah i (laughs) I'm sure I watched <laughs> the whole thing. That was maybe like yeah. I
0: want to say it was back I want to say like around um November, December yeah. of last year. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's that's around the time I actually started uh, getting into um sex work.
1: Yes, I yeah, cuz it was after my competition. Um cuz you ran for a competition too, right?
0: I did. I uh, I went for Mr. Gayson City um USA. How was that? Uh, It was good. It was my very first pageant. Um, I I knew nothing about the whole world. I just, I randomly went to a bar and um, it was karaoke night like tonight, which I'm going to go to later tonight. (laughs) Um, It was uh, karaoke and then um, I sang a song and one of the um, promoters heard me and he was like, hey, you should join this um, um, pageant. You would be amazing and I was like, "Um, shoot, I'll give you some thought and then um, I ended up befriending the reigning Mr. Gay-Yusabe, um, who is Roman Tijore, He's an amazing dancer, if anybody has heard of him. Um, and um, he kind of gave me some guidance into getting into it, and I started to be, like, a little bit more confident in doing it. So then I, I just went for it. Um, and then I, I came in um, second runner-up, and I qualified for nationals. So I'll be in nationals. Oh, I was supposed goodness. to be in nationals this October, but because of COVID, I canceled to next year. So next year, I'll be in Texas running for Mr. Gay USA.
1: Oh wait, so that does that mean that the first place and the second place go um, and first, run? second, and third? Oh wow! So I was
0: I was second runner up, which is like code word for not first. Yes. And, um, well, I was
1: I was a <laughs> I was a cute alternate. I was a cute. So. Yeah first alternate yeah like miss Alyssa Edwards would say a cute second yeah. alternate yeah I was the <laughs> which I guess I mean in the leathers in the leather world um only obviously only the first place winner goes up to the next like to the next tier yeah we you know only the first place goes the second place where you alternate? Where <laughs> you yeah. alternate? And I guess if ever anything happens to the first place person, maybe they would call us. <laughs> if he trips and
0: falls on accident, or, or
1: yes, if something happens, we, we would get called. So since you do, you know, you do have um, an OnlyFans. Um, did you feel like during this quarantine you got more followers because everybody was stuck at home
0: playing with their meat all day, or or how was your? Um, well, I actually took a break during the quarantine um I mentally I wasn't really prepared to be um I I didn't feel like myself mentally so I I just stopped completely for a while so I stopped from I want to say uh about May just up until like three weeks ago and um now I'm getting back into it and um
1: how do you see your your porn career kind of going or where do you see your porn career kind of going or is, is 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 this a career you want to like pursue
0: it's it's not a career that I don't want to pursue um, it's not something that I'm not opposed to if I did get more serious into it um, then it happens but um, I was I mean I did, you know I mean maybe for some people getting to porn is like a dream job I know for a few people they actually love their work um, not to say that I don't love it I don't hate it. Um, I if I were to like do more studio shoots, if I were to shoot with more bigger name people, um, then then it happens. I mean, I'm not opposed to meeting with other people. Yeah. <laughs> so uh,
1: for you, for you, you're just more enjoying the ride and letting it take you wherever wherever it can take you.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely. I've always been a type of um, go with the flow, live in the moment type of person. Um, I don't. Well, I don't want to say I don't have regrets because I. You know, no matter what people say, everybody everybody has regrets. Um, but the thing is just don't dwell in it and just keep living your life. And I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. And like I said, I'm very comfortable being naked. I'm I'm very comfortable with people seeing me naked. So I'm okay with um, going this route. Um, but you know, I've always did love music. Maybe I can re-explore that. Um, I'm doing great at my job currently. And I um, maybe I'll see a future in there. But, um, you know, whatever life takes me, um, it's, in, um, it's in the hands of the beholder.
1: Yeah, I kind of understand that. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to ride this wave until where it takes me, and then we'll figure out what's next, you know? Um, yeah. When it comes to videos, I mean, you, your verse in your videos at least um what 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 do you think is harder to be like the top in the video or the bottom in the video i guess in a perform in the performance
0: as a as a performer it is i would say it is kind of harder to be the the top because you know as a viewer you're expecting more from the top you want to see how much they're fucking their bottoms you want to see um that come shot at the end Um, so as a top some people still get pressured to like come at a specific time and they get nervous sometimes and sometimes they don't even come at all so um, I guess being a top might be a little bit harder but you know as a bottom you got to emotionally prepare for what's gonna happen (laughs) especially i know um you gotta douche perfectly first and foremost and sometimes i've been with a performer that has had to um do it a couple times even between set and between filming i've even um uh when i was filming the max connor's he fucking wrecked me really fucking crazy um and i had to like put it on pause and um i had to like like, wait i need a moment and mind you um we did a scene for bound gods and i was tied up so like i had to like um, tell the cameraman to stop everything and um, I, I was tied up and I said can you guys um, untie me so I can go to the bathroom real quick and like we had to like they had to untie me then I had to like fix myself and then I had to come back and then retie me um, it was still so, it was a pretty fun shooting regardless but you know every position kind of has their um, ups and downs
1: I'm talking about like Max and all oh, Max Connors and just how big all of that all of that meat is um how how do you how do you prepare for something like that because i mean there's your average you know like your average size dick that you know with maybe a regular douching you you'll be good and taking you know making sure you're you're eating well um how do you get ready for
0: something like monstrosis like that (laughs) um, starve myself first and foremost. Um, I, I definitely, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't eat before I shoot and, um, uh, you just basically, um, prepare yourself for like about, um, whenever you feel like you're clean or not, I wouldn't say feel like you should know. Um, it definitely takes a while to actually be completely clean. And, um, there's some, I forgot what it's called, but there's, um, there's like a little drink you can make to kind of make your stomach, um, flush out a little bit easier. Uh-huh. And then like, you can take some fiber bars so that you don't feel, um, hunger, hungry. And then, um, you know, there's lots of different ways you can kind of get prepared for a well endowed men. Um, I'm not a pro bottom, so, I mean, I can't go into full details, um, as much as I would love to, and I would love to train the youthful, um. <laughs> but i mean i mean i would
1: i would say after a scene with mac you you for sure you get some
0: i get some bragging get, rights i guess yeah, you get um, for
1: sure some stars, get some stars. <laughs> you get the medal <laughs> of the city because that's that's a not an easy pill to swallow
0: <laughs> yeah you know it was it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't that i thought i was gonna be in terrible pain and i mean i was definitely split mm-hmm. in half for sure like i was i was definitely walking a little bit funny <laughs> after that but um i think i took it pretty well and it felt it, it felt great normally i'm not uh bottoming isn't the first thing i want to do but um i didn't with him i didn't mind it at all it actually it felt nice
1: yeah and he, and he seems i mean um i follow him on instagram um and he seems like just a very sweet,
0: nice guy. He's he's such a sweetheart. He's like he's probably a, a, one of the nice people I've met.
1: I've met like there's I, I've met a couple porn stars just you know going to West Hollywood and being around people like that. Um I and he just seems so genuine. Um, I've met Boomer Banks and Boomer Banks was super sweet. I actually met him before DragCon a couple of years ago. Um, I remember like meeting him and we had the same like hair, like the little swoop with the little comb in the back. And the first thing he goes, I love your hair. And I go like I was so starstruck to like meet him. I was like, Oh, thank you. think you. Didn't even realize why he said that <laughs> why he said that and we're like the same height and so he like but he hugged me and i have a thing um i know i'm like a bigger i'm a big framed dude and i'm a tall dude but there's like this thing about like when guys like could hug me and make me feel like small that like i automatically like buckle i'm already like oh
0: just carry me i want to be a baby <laughs> everybody wants to be hold and feel comforted i mean that's the great thing i mean i know a lot of people in industry who are actually like genuinely really sweet and um that's what not a lot of people really understand that you know we are human beings and um you meet us on the street we're not gonna like pull out our dicks and start fucking somebody we're just gonna be a normal human being and um i I definitely i loved um all the everybody that i've done with and met have has always been um Very sweet. Well, all but one, but I'm not going to get into that.
1: (laughs) So you posted something on your Instagram not long ago. And I think that's why I thought it was important to kind of have this conversation with you. You know, you, you posted this on your Instagram, on your, not Instagram, on your Twitter. You posted this on your Twitter just because you do sex work and I do. And I do sex work. Doesn't mean I want, I want to work with you also, just because I do sex work doesn't mean my life revolves around sex. It's literally 10% of my actual life. Also, just because I do sex work doesn't mean I want to sleep with everyone. There is a big big idea and I and and we are we already kind of talked about this a little bit. There's this big idea that people who wanna put their body out there or or do sex work, or do anything under that umbrella of sexuality and putting themselves out there, um, just become a, a thing that people don't respect or that they, they lose. They just think that they could just treat people however they want. There's people that come to my Instagram, and I mean, I'm posting pictures of my underwear in a very prerogative way, and they come and talk to me like really rude and so i could imagine how they how they talk to you you know
0: um how do you how how does that all of that affect you it's like it's like i said before you you have to expect to be seen in a different light um but um at the end of the day we are still human like i know i do sex work but that doesn't mean that i'm horny all the time i feel like when a lot of people see somebody in the industry they just automatically associate them with sex and they probably think that what they're doing is just having sex 24-7 and doing all the stuff 24-7. Like, no, I have a life. I have another job. I like to hang out with my friends. I go to the gym. I eat. I go out. I'll do all this stuff. Like, I'm not in the mood to, like, have my dick sucked every single second. And, um, you know there's probably a lot of other people who gets messages every single day from people like saying like, I want to fuck you or please fuck me or um, like always asking for more and more and more. And it's like, you know, you have to respect that what we put out is like what we're trying to give to you guys. Um, and like to ask for more, like to try to push us to be more, do more is kind of like selfish and kind of like disrespectful. Like we're always a lot of sex workers are already doing enough just to put themselves out there and like to be demanding so much more is kind of like um kind of sucks (laughs) i'm sorry to everybody but i can't like message every single one of you guys back and like send what you guys want me to send you guys back like i i have boundaries and i have to some people need to respect it
1: yeah and and i think it's that and that's why you know that's why I wanted to have you on because it's like that conversation of it's still work, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, there's a place and time, yeah. you know, if, if they go and they're commenting on your videos, on your actual videos on Twitter, or they're commenting on your OnlyFans or on couch drinking a cup of coffee and they're sending you DMs about, you know, sending you dick pics or sending you like, that's not the place and that's not the, the time. And well, thank you so much for coming on and having this great, conversation with me about sex work and i know i know it, it It everybody's story is different and um we i was happy to hear your story and and how you
0: got into it you know yeah it definitely affects everybody differently i might that might have been my upbringing but some people like um might enjoy sex a lot more and that's why they got into it some people just did it on a whim um you know and i don't I don't have any negative things to say about sex work. It is work. And um, I love the people who are in the industry. And there's, I mean, I'm not I'm not telling people to get into it. Um, if you're not comfortable, I'm just saying, you know, we are here, we're working. And just acknowledge the fact that we're putting in a lot of effort just to do it for you guys. Yeah.
1: And I think something you said that was super important is it's like any other type of performance. Not everybody is, you know, made to be on stage
0: i mean not everybody can stay hard or take dick just as much as not everybody can sing you know there's definitely a lot into it well thank you for so much for
1: coming on people want to follow you what's your instagram what's your twitter and what is um your OnlyFans?
0: uh well the good thing is that everything is a universal language so you can find me at dara the explorer on twitter instagram and my OnlyFans. that's spelled d-a-r-r-a C H E, E X P L <laughs> O R A.
1: Well, thank you so much, and um, all of you, thank you for listening. I hope you guys liked this episode. So remember to like, subscribe, leave a comment. You can follow me on Instagram at Chris Diva and you can follow the pod at Hard Talks with Chris. And I want to give a special thanks to Jamison for letting me borrow his song Buckle for the intro and outro. Spend my day doing
0: squats and to be the fail